You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, and you can check it out on Himalaya on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you can get access to all those Locked On goodies. I'm your host, Ryan Andrews from jaysfromthecouch.com, and I I feel like I've been transported back to January because there is no Blue Jays baseball tonight, hence the late recording time. And there is a raging blizzard going on outside. I don't know if y'all saw the news, but Nova Scotia is supposed to get a foot and a half of snow today, which is mental. Don't don't talk to me about climate change or any of that. I it's happening. This this is not normal. I should be able to go outside and like walk and stuff, but I can't because. Again, I'm pretty sure I can see a pack of huskies going up the hill. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> and that still doesn't sound as crazy as some of the stats we're going to get into today. Just discussing um, a very forgettable series for the Blue Jays against Cleveland. We're, we're, we're going to have to talk about that offense or lack thereof. We will do that in the second half of the podcast. I do want to discuss the starters and the pitching staff first because, honestly, they're the ones who are, who are taking the hit on this. And that kind of sucks. Because, again, um, much as y'all said on our Fan Friday show, the pitchers are good. and And they continue to be good. And it makes no sense why they can't get any kind of support and again like i i i if i'm one of those starting pitchers i don't know how i handle just going out there and watching this offense just completely flail i mean they set a record for most strikeouts over a four game period with 52 in four games, absolutely insane. And I know, I know. Sorry, sorry. I know we. I know I said I was gonna wait and talk about the offense after because the pitchers, the pitchers deserve their credit. But oh my god, it's just that. That's how. That's how mind-boggling it is to me that I actually said. Oh my god, I never say that. Everyone who knows me knows I don't say that. But just, you know, for the second time, the no-hit debate comes up for the Blue Jays as an opponent. This time, Trevor Bauer. No, no. Not doing this. Not doing this. Toronto pitchers first. We can rail about the offense later. Okay. Okay, I'm good. So, Aaron Sanchez. There we go. Aaron Sanchez has been as advertised so far. Like the the Cleveland series was a tenth 
was a chance to see what these Toronto starters actually had going for them this season against a foe that, you know, wasn't a triple-A team or wasn't the equivalent of the Blue Jays' offense. No. Sanchez. Aaron Sanchez looked good against a Cleveland lineup that, yeah, it had a couple easily attackable holes. I mean, that that bottom half of the Cleveland lineup is not good. Greg Allen should not be a six-hitter in any shape or form, but he was. So, Sanchez looked good in his six innings, only gave up five hits, walked two, struck out five. Again, and, and his pitch count was down, too. He was averaging under 15 pitches per inning, which is what you want to see out of him. It's it's what will let him get to six innings. It'll, it'll let him have those quality starts. And, you know, like I said, it was good to see that from him. And it, it continued. Trent Thornton had another good start. I mean, it wasn't the shutout inning streak that was against Detroit, but against, again, an, a decent Cleveland lineup. Five and two-thirds only gave up three hits, struck out seven. That's that's really good for a kid. And and he he deserved the win in that one. It's it's a shame Joe Biagini just had to groove that fastball to Carlos Santana, who, you know, launched it like Rob Thomas's solo career, only to see it fall about five seconds later, like Rob Thomas's solo career. And then you, you turn to the finale and Marcus Stroman goes out there and argue, arguably that that was not a good outing for Marcus Stroman, but it's still a quality start for him. Like that, that was probably the worst he looked just the way Cleveland hitters were able to lock in on his pitches a little more than, than other people had. But I mean, Stroman was still solid. He, he had that rough first inning and then bounced back. So he he clearly deserved better than he got. But this is not this is not the season where good is gonna cut it for these starts. Hell, great is not gonna cut it, as we have seen in previous starts. Okay, I I can't I can't hold off anymore. Starters were good. That's great. We're gonna talk about the offense because the offense is Oh, it's mind-bogglingly bad. And Charlie Montoyo knows it. And we're, we'll mention, we'll talk about Montoyo in a second. But before we do that, I need to center myself for a bit. For just a brief second to tell y'all about Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a chewable pill made with the same ingredients as those other more famous blue pills like Viagra and Cialis. And you can take them anytime, day or night, even if you just eaten. It's good to go. You just chew it up, or it's twice as fast as a normal pill, so you can be ready whenever you need to be. And this isn't just for guys who can't perform. Girls can also use it to deal with menstrual cramps, as I learned from a study that a fan linked to me uh, a couple weeks ago. So, you know, it's prescribed online. It ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so you know you don't have to go to the doctor and and tell them about your problems. You don't have to wait in the pharmacy for all those old ladies with the shopping carts giving you the side eye. There's no awkwardness involved. It's made in the USA, prepares and ships direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, 
if you visit bluechew.com, that's blue like in blue jays, and you use a special promo code MLB, you get your first shipment for free. You just got to pay $5 shipping. So, again, that's bluechew.com, promo code MLB. You get to try it for free. It's a better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. <sighs> okay. Okay. What the heck is that? Sorry. Welcome back. What the heck is going on with this offense? This is absolutely disgusting. What is happening in Toronto batter's boxes so far this season? And it it came to a head against a good team. A team with good pitchers. Those Blue Jays went in there and were just mind-bogglingly bad. Like we've said before, it looks like they have no plan in the batter's box. Now they don't even look like they're in the strike zone, just swinging at anything that a pitcher is going to throw at them. And and they know it. The pitchers know it. It's how Jordan Zimmerman gets a solid start against the Blue Jays. It's how Matt Moore gets a good start against the Blue Jays. They just go out there, and it's just... It's, it's, it's like... You know, um, it, it's like watching, uh, you, you remember Pokemon Go and, and in, in like the days when they just started out and everyone's like, oh no, there's a Snorlax over there and everyone's running for that. These, these Blue Jays batters see every pitch like a Snorlax, but it's not, it's, it's a freaking Caterpie just worming at them and they can't do anything with it. They they swing at high fastballs. They swing at curveballs in the dirt. Freddie Galvis is leading this team in hitting and Freddie Galvis has no business leading any team in batting stats. That is not what Freddie Galvis is paid for. Freddie Galvis is paid to go out there and play defense every day. He should not have to carry the offensive load either. And you you can't even point to one guy. It's it's a collective team effort. Just how bad it has been. We said 52 strikeouts in four games. That's a record. Blue Jays have 90 strikeouts so far this season. Absolutely mind-boggling. That's a record. I... It, it, it's frustrating that no one can seem to find a ball. Like, do they all need glasses? Does Danny Jansen need to give referrals to everyone? Because there, there's nothing good happening there. And and you can try and point like, ah, but they're getting walks. Yeah, that's great. Walks are great. But unless you get four of them in a row, they don't count for anything. So you have to be able to hit the ball at some point. And this team can't do it outside of Freddie Galvis. I, like, like you, you look at some of the some of the players out there, and they, they should be better than this. Randall Gritchuk apparently took his money and just said, "All right, I don't have to do anything. I'm just gonna swing at everything." No, that is not what you were paid for, Randall Gritchuk. Absolutely nothing done since then. Billy McKinney is batting like 091. He has walks. That's great. That bunts his OP, 
on base percentage up to a 250. Great. That's that helps. That helps a lot for the Blue Jays. Socrates Brito is batting leadoff for this team. Socrates Brito couldn't make the Padres and has never shown anything to give an inkling that he gets on base enough to be a leadoff guy. He's, he was a 202 career hitter when the Blue Jays acquired him. He's fallen below that now. He, he's gotten on base once with a walk. Again, great. What are they going to do behind you? Again, Freddie Galvis can't do everything for this team. And when you watched what happened after that first inning on, on Sunday, when you had runners on second and third, none out. You know what good teams do? Good teams manufacture runs in that scenario. Good teams put wood on the ball. And what happened? Randall Grichuk waved at three pitches. Rowdy Telez chased a high fastball and couldn't do anything. And Teoscar Hernandez just... It's... It's just... it's It hurts. It hurts trying to watch this because you don't have any faith in these Blue Jays at the plate right now. And... I know. We'll, 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 I'll, I'll pull up Charlie Montoyo's remarks because I need someone to, to balance me out here. But it's just absolutely disgusting. And I, I appreciate this about Charlie. He knows it's absolutely disgusting. He's telling people it's absolutely disgusting. It's been really bad. And Montoyo promises they're going to work on it. You better. You better start working on it because otherwise... You, you're going to have a pitching staff and revolt just at the sheer ineptitude of these batters at the plate. Like, yeah, Cleveland's a good team. Cleveland's got some good pitchers. But you didn't face Corey Kluber. You you didn't face Carlos Carrasco. You went there, out there against Bauer, Clevenger, and Shane Bieber and couldn't do anything. You let Brad Hand for three innings on you without... Like you got you got the one where he knew he had room to give, and it it it's just it it sucks the life out of you when you watch it. It's it's like watching a hockey team that's perpetually pinned in its own zone. You know they're going to give up goals at some point. Uh, someone has to step up and get the puck out of the zone, and no one on the Blue Jays can do that. Aside from Freddie Galvis. This is now the Freddie Galvis Appreciation Podcast. Thank you, Freddie Galvis, for being here and and giving some semblance of offensive talent to this team. Because if if they kept paying Troy T. Lewiski $19 million to do that, it'd be absolutely hopeless. Just, I, I hope, I hope that Charlie Montoyo, and Dave Hungins, and Guillermo Martinez are are able to, to find something to get these guys to just stop swinging at every pitch, to, to take a couple balls, to, to make a pitcher work, not just hand out strikeouts like it's Halloween and you're giving out Snickers. Because I'm not laughing. This is, this is abysmal. And and if you thought any kind of play was going to quell the call for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. to come up with this team, this ain't it, Chief. This is far from it. 
So just get get some help. Get something going. You play Boston next. Boston gave up like a million runs to Arizona in one series. Boston's ridiculous. Like they have four starters with an ERA north of seven. Get some offense going. This is you if they get if they put up that kind of performance against Boston, I'm I'm gonna have my first non-clean episode of this podcast. And I don't want to do that. This is a family podcast. I don't want to have to go through and try and find the bleep button. But like they they gotta start showing something here. Otherwise this is gonna be a really long season and it's and it's just gonna be, you know, where's Vladimir Guerrero Jr.? Where's Bo Bichette? That's all the season's gonna be. And I don't think anyone in that organization wants that. So it is what it is. Anyway, thank you for joining me and letting me just get that off my chest a little bit. If you like what you heard, then, like I said, subscribe to the podcast on Himalaya, which is a great curated app. Um, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast fix, you can click on the link through Blue Jays Aggregator. That's perfectly fine, too. And if you're in the car and can't click on things, just tell your smart device to play Locked On Blue Jays and you'll get my voice, hopefully less aggravated, in your head. Um, Follow me on Twitter at NeoEC18. That's NeoEC18. Follow the podcast at Locked On Jays and check out um, Jays from the Couch Radio tomorrow. I'm going to be shooting that right now. (laughs) So... Um, if you want to hear more of me and more of me being angry, check that in your inbox tomorrow. Anyway, for everyone here at the Lockdown Podcast Network, I'm Ryan Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode, and y'all take care. Bye.